listening to our podcast, tell a friend. Tell a hundred thousand friends. Tell a hundred thousand friends to listen uh, all to the same episode. Yeah. Because in that way, we get noticed by corporations, which is a good thing. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. No, nobody listened to this podcast. Everybody, go away. We need to stay indie and underground. Forget that you ever heard my voice. Are we going to get in on this thing? This thing as in be positive. The podcast where we discuss <laughs> B-films as though they were works uh, of art. Yes. I feel like we can get into it. Awesome. My name is is still Louie, I think. My name has been Fraser in the past. Uh, and we're Be Positive. Here we are in all our audiophonic glory. Is that right? Audiophonic? I'm not sure that's a word, but it sure sounds like a word. Yeah, well, it came out of a man's mouth, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> if If you haven't noticed, I'm trying to... I'm trying to stall for time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is maybe the movie I'm I'm least looking forward to talking about. Even worse than Never Cry, Werewolf. Actually, I didn't think I would ever say this, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I enjoyed it a little bit more than Never Cry, Werewolf, on account of it being an actual vampire film about vampires. Sure, sure. Um... Okay, why don't you go ahead and and introduce that movie? That movie's name is Bloodshot. 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 Made the American way. (laughs) This is a very patriotic film. Yeah, it's weirdly and annoyingly patriotic. So Bloodshot is a... A 2013 film based on a 2002 short film by the same director. I suppose he, you know, made the short film and then got the funding for the full length. Apparently the short film was more racist. That's difficult to believe. Yeah. But something that really shows is even though this film is a 2011 film, it really, it feels of its time for 2002. Yeah. And so I guess this this movie is basically part of the whole post 9/11 fear around terrorism and terrorists. Yeah, and the reignition of extreme patriotism. Yeah, absolutely. This whole movie is basically just George Bush on his aircraft carrier saying mission accomplished. <laughs> Yes. So, who's going to do the summary? We start off with a cop named Rip. Yep. Real shit name. It's a bad name. Uh, Okay, so Rip, he has an estranged wife because he's too obsessed with his job. And as it turns out, he is a vampire hunter who hunts vampires after checking out maybe one occult blog on, like, Tumblr or something. (laughs) Who knows? Um, (laughs) But he's a bit of a tool. Yeah. And at first, I thought he was mourning his wife. But then you find out, no, she's still alive. Whatever. So he sees a flash by his window because the, I don't know, the police office, uh, police station. The police factory. Yeah, yeah, the cop shop. Because the police station is apparently in a high-rise building, he uh, notices a vampire flyby, as you do. He then goes after this vampire, eventually finds a vampire. Vampires is Big-ass Nosferatu-looking dude, mm-hmm. but also Nosferatu crossed with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, like if, if Nosferatu had gotten really into the whole creatine 
lifestyle. Yeah, if he was snacking on his proteins, Bree. Yeah, Bree. Uh, right. So he then is like, "I'm gonna fight you, vampire," because that's a that's a real clever course of action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gets the shit kicked out of him. So then after that, he continues to harass the vampire the vampire continues to slap him about and eventually they team up to take on terrorists now from the vampire's point of view and remember that this vampire is never named he's just the vampire he is a cia assassin working for the vampire division of the cia he murders no well not murders he he does wet work for the CIA and he kills ISIS militants, essentially. Yeah. It's never established to be ISIS militants. They're just Middle Eastern terrorists. Yeah, I think it's probably based on Al-Qaeda. But was ISIS on the ground in, in 2011 already? I don't know. ISIS had a very subtle start and it feels like it's always been there. Well, yeah, so we're dealing with like an overblown i guess caricature of a terrorist cell yeah which sounds weird something that really is shocking about these terrorists is that they're mainly played by white actors wearing brown face yeah and fake beards speaking in german accents yeah they seem to have kind of rolled all of the classic action movie evils and all of the classic white people fears into one villainous organization. Yeah, racists. Yep. I mean, the film is kind of racist, but if you take it that way, that they rolled all their worst fears into one thing, and it ends up being a white dude wearing brown face, that says a lot about what white people actually fear. They fear themselves. Yeah, that could be said. They're kind of projecting onto the Middle Easterns and the Soviets, I guess. Yeah. The fear that they actually hold for themselves. Who knows? That wasn't a very long plot synopsis, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's as far as the plot goes. There's not much plot. The film is 80% uh, one-liners, really terrible one-liners. Yep. Yep. 10% very homoerotic buddy cop movie and then like maybe 1% plot and 9% brown face. Yeah, that's a I think that's a pretty accurate description. Let me look at my notes see if see if there are any other elements. No, that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> are we done here? <laughs> Has that been uh, Yeah, guys. Okay. Like and subscribe. <laughs> leave a comment. <laughs> Uh, no, there's a little bit more to, left to say. Okay, so let's talk about the person who is ostensibly the main character of the film. Rip, <laughs> played by Brennan Elliott. Yes. So he's maybe the worst police officer in the world. Yeah. Because he's, he's constantly going on about like, I'm just, I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to be a real cop. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do his job he's just chasing this vampire who no one else believes in obviously yeah and this vampire also technically hasn't been breaking any laws yeah no the i mean the vampire is a cia operative yeah he's above the law yeah and so rip has this whole like i'm a tough cop walking on the wrong side of the law kind of thing but he never accomplishes anything yeah he just gets beat up and who boy does his face look rough 
throughout this movie. Yeah, I mean, the makeup on his face is pretty solidly done. Yeah, it's it's well done, but it does get a little distracting <laughs> while he's trying to trying to do this dramatic acting with a swollen shut eye. He's got the scar the wound that Scar the lion has and his face looks like he's been in a blender. Half the time I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. I was just looking at, at the mincemeat that used to be his face. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. He's like, he's talking to his chief. Sanchez. The chief comes to, you know, scold him for destroying a case and, and like causing a lot of property damage and Blowing a building up. Yeah, not solving anything at all. And he's like, Psh, get a load of this chick, am I right, boys? And he says, what? I like my women like I like my coffee. Brown and bitter. Yeah. To this Latina police chief. And he says to the police chief, I put in the most hours around here. It's like, yeah, dude, but you're not doing your work. Running around the night screaming about vampires. That's not work hours. Yeah, that's that's personal time hours. Yeah, that's leisure time. So Rip as a character, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about him. I mean, I am sure how I feel about him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to say something about him. As a character, I find him to be very one-dimensional. Yeah. The only real growth that he shows in the film is uh, the growth of his romantic involvement with the vampire, played by Michael Bailey Smith. He's so focused on destroying the vampire. He feels like this is what he was made to do. And in the film, he's sort of played off as the hero because of this determination, this single-mindedness to destroy. When the vampire continuously is like, dude, we're on the same side. I'm basically working for your boss as a vampire, is indirectly working for the president, mm -hmm. played by B-film royalty, Christopher Lambert, or Lambert. Yeah, the fucking Highlander. Yeah, from Highlander and other gems such as Mortal Kombat and Beowulf. Our lovely sponsor this week is the Michael Methodbaum Memorial Museum. Michael Methodbaum is a fictional character created just this very instant when you imagined him. Michael Methodbaum is now your responsibility. Michael Methodbaum, keep it real. Yeah, so he gets his orders from them. Rip does not give a shit. He doesn't like the color of the dude's skin. He doesn't like the cut of his jib. And he's going to continuously try and accost or kill him. And in that way, I feel like he does represent the single-mindedness of prejudiced peoples, mm. where even if someone that they identify as an undesirable group, even if that person is working with them, they will still be attacking that one person because of some yeah. element of their personality. And now I get it. Michael Bailey Smith's character is a vampire. Rip feels that he is... I don't know, is he Catholic or something? I don't know. But he feels like vampires should not exist. He's a vampire racist. He is a vampire racist and a passionate one. And Michael Bailey Smith is a Terminator patriot. <laughs> yeah, that's a pr pretty good way of putting it. I feel like they really deserve each other. And they do their dialogue. I'm not kidding. Go watch this film. Listen to the dialogue. They're in love. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but now that you say it, it makes it make more sense. They're definitely into each other, and the thing with vampires anyway is that essentially it's about penetration, mm. and it's about 
sexual dominance in a way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And here, the traditional relationship of a male vampire and a female human has been replaced with a male vampire and a male human. So I would say that this form is actually a queer form. Um, that's pretty... I mean, they do make some gay jokes about gay people. I don't know if that makes it a queer form. Just the central relationship of the film, to me, makes it a queer form. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely something going on there. And in the end, when uh, the vampire, spoilers, bites Rip Mm -hmm. and transfers his thousands of demons possessing his body into Rip, they do have a little bit of a meeting in the spiritual realm, and they're sort of hanging out, and it's very intimate in a way. Mm. it's their the culmination of their relationship yeah definitely and and that's also the point when rip takes the mantle from vampire yeah they could have they really just could have given us a name yeah vampire spews his thousands of demons deep within rip and rip takes that power and becomes vampire himself yeah and he's he's kind of then inaugurated into the cia black ops vampire division yeah the the vd as they insist on calling it all the time it's pretty hilarious and i mean just a note on on rip being a bit of a one note guy he's he's standing outside of his wife's house i think for the second time trying to win her back and for the second time he's interrupted by his work which is his hobby yeah and his wife is essentially just like hey rip what the fuck is wrong with you and he says And I feel this line captures his entire character. And he just says, I like chasing bad guys. And that's that's Rip's whole deal. That's his only thing. Yeah, he doesn't have other emotions. He's only about chasing them bad guys. And of course, on the other side of the spectrum, we have... Can we call him Dracula? I don't know. We need a name for him. Well, I called him Nossi. Nossi. Throughout the whole film. Okay. Because of his resemblance to uh, 1922's Nosferatu, just bigger. Yeah, Nosferabru? Nosferabut. <laughs> so Nossi, his character is just one-liners. Yeah. That's his entire thing. And a lot of the time, his one-liners don't really make sense in the context of the action. So it feels a little bit like he's trying to assimilate in some sense. It's like he's he's a foreigner, but he's trying to be as American as possible. And he knows, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger always says these cool lines. I need to say some cool lines. But it always comes out a little bit forced and with a, with a little bit of a, like, a misunderstanding of how one-liners work. Yeah. For example, he busts into, like, a warehouse or something and he's shooting up all the guys and then once he has killed the last guy he's like break out the violins like that's what you say when you've shot a bunch of bad guys at the symphony yeah or at the violin factory (laughs) at the at the music school at the music school or at you know the the shakespeare in the park maybe even you know there are more options so that's kind of the feeling i got from his character that He's he's trying really hard to be this action hero. Yeah. Because, you know, vampires are usually Eastern European, you know, Transylvanian or whatever. Yeah. And usually as kind of a, a bit of an anti-Semitic figure, you know, this 
the rich man who moves into your neighborhood and and steals your women and you know is secretly undermining your community well they literally call him a jew in the film oh they absolutely do there's a scene where hamar played by asaf cohen gets killed by the vampire but on a live video feed Mm -hmm. and someone someone's watching this happen one of the higher-ups in the terrorist cell and he sees the vampire and the vampire like to the thing and this dude's reaction is a jew oh wow yeah man the writing on this thing but yeah anyway so i feel like nasi is kind of forcing himself to be as american as possible to kind of try and maybe repress his homosexuality to repress his feelings for rip yeah and to to get away from his heritage as an eastern european jew yeah that's that's very possible he also continuously refers to people as filthy cockroaches that's a little bit racist don't you think mr vampire that's a that's a little bit very racist and and a little bit genocidal yes very genocidal there are some other interesting things about Nasi, and that's like, you know, what weapons work on him. So his weaknesses don't always make sense. Okay, so obviously he's immune to bullets. Yeah. But silver bullets do sting. Like, they do hurt him a little bit. Yeah, but he says, what am I, a werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> and then Rip is just like, well, uh, I don't know. Uh. I don't know. I'm just trying something new. Why can't you just pay, play a long vampire? And then he throws holy water at um, Nasi, and he says, Holy water, please. You'll get more reaction from sewer water. Yeah, and I'm sure you will. Which is like, okay, that's fine. That's a way of establishing that this is sort of an a-religious vampire yeah. thing. Like with, with Blade. Yes. You know, they kind of set that up early that this is not the Christian myth. This is some other shit. This ain't your grandmammy's vampire. Exactly. But then, what's his... uh, Rip's cross burns him. Which is weird. So there's a a little disconnection there. Something that I also find very interesting about vampires and the sort of vampire movie tropes are that it's only Christian paraphernalia that harm vampires. This vampire has no problem entering a mosque. Like, the cross burns it, but the mosque does not affect it. So this film is also saying that only Christianity is real. And in a sense, maybe only... Wait, do Protestants... Are they big on holy water? Uh, I think most Christian sects do have the practice of blessing water. But I think only Catholic holy water technically works on vampires. But who knows? Okay, so this this film is also kind of choosing a side on the on the Catholic v. Protestant debate. And coming down firmly Protestant, I yeah. feel. And so, okay, so... Uh, Rip is a really a very bad police officer and also a bad vampire hunter. In the very first scene, he says, oh, I, I can tell you about the monsters in the world. And then we see him typing vampire into Google. And I'm like, oh, dude, you can't tell me <laughs> yeah. shit. You don't know anything But that's about what I was this. saying. He scans through one Tumblr blog and now he's some kind of expert on vampires. Yeah, <laughs> some like 90s GeoCities website about vampires. 
But then, on the other side, of course, Nasi is also pretty bad at his job. Yeah. For instance, he's supposed to get the location of the main terrorist bad guy from a dude. And he, like, full-on tortures the guy, like Guantanamo Bay vibes. Yeah. And then he kills him without getting the info. Yeah, I thought that was pretty weird, because he's, like, he's all about the torture, and then somehow he just knows... Yeah. And he lets the guy escape. Doesn't he kill the guy? No, Rip shows up and then he has to uh, wrestle with Rip for a little while. And the dude just sort of walks away. He's like, well, thanks for the torture, sir. He doesn't say that, but that's what I imagined him saying. So I think he's just maybe really into torture. Yeah, maybe. Just like the CIA. Oh my God. Sick burn on the CIA. Y'all torturing people. I'm not going to take it anymore. Come get me. Don't say that. They might. I mean, they're probably going to listen to this. Well, the NSA might be listening to it. Um, and they'll probably let the CIA know. And you know they're homies. Know they're, they're like they're best They're going to tattle on you, brah. <laughs> Shit, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so something I find very strange. And I want to start talking about the actual terrorists here. Because we've been we've been ripping on Rip for quite a while. And I feel it's time to shift focus to, quote, the real monsters, unquote. Oh, Lord. Yes. Okay. So in a world where vampires are created by having thousands of demons in them. And then making them their bitch. Yeah. Oh, the real evil in this film, of course, is, I guess, like a Bin Laden stand-in kind of character. Yeah, a character whose name is so long and complicated that the CIA agents just shorten it to Bob. Yeah, which is weird because Arabic people have been dealing with long names, like, not as long as in the movie, of course, but they have long names. They just shorten it. Yeah. You don't have to change the name to Bob. You could just still call him Muhammad. Yeah. So that was super racist. And of course, I mean, he's played by a white guy in maybe the worst brown face. Oh, ever. it's so patchy. He's played by Brad Dorif. It's so patchy. Yeah, it's so weird. I just, I don't, I don't like it, Louis. I'm not a fan. And okay, if you want an idea of exactly how white Brad Dorif is, he played Wormtongue in, in the Lord of the Rings movies. And that's the whitest motherfucker I've seen. That's, that's a really white guy. So they put some really bad patchy makeup on him, some cheap costuming. Some pubic hair on his face. Yeah, a real bad beard. And so his, he and his organization is like a veritable who's who of white suburban nightmares. Like he's, he's part of a, you know, an Islamic terrorist cell and they're working with the inner city black gangsters. Um, they're being funded by the Soviets in 2002 yeah i'm not entirely sure how the soviet union is still around it never left the soviet union is in your heart comrade yeah it is but it actually is <laughs> and we get a scene uh, and it's just to kind of show you exactly how evil these dudes are where they they just poison a puppy they just put a puppy in a box and gas it yeah the one dude's cuddling the puppy and then he's like you know what needs to happen This puppy needs to die. And they just kill it for no reason other than to shock the audience and and bring home to them how super evil these guys are. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean that puppy is pretty damn adorable, and I feel like its its only crime was being too adorable. Yeah, and that's uh, punishable by death in this movie's version of Islam. Yeah. Then the terrorists they have a bunch of kind of uh, accomplices. They also work with the fake news with the with the lamestream media. Yeah, the lamestream media actively supporting the terrorists uh, because it would bring in ratings, I guess. Never really established. They're just sort of there. It feels a little bit like this movie is the only movie Donald Trump watched for his um, foreign policy preparation. The fake news. They're supporting the terrorists. I just realized something. Mm -hmm. Christopher Lambert's president in this film is exactly Donald Trump's Twitter persona. Hmm. Interesting. Every time we see him, He's just sort of freaking out. He's angry. He's just like, kill him. Kill all of them. Fuck them all to death. That sort of thing. And that's literally Donald Trump on Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how this movie managed to be so prescient of, of the current political situation. But it just goes to show that, that, that Donald Trump is, is not unique in his racism at all. He, he's just like the most visible example of a, of a kind of racism that has been brewing in America since since 9-11. What I really want to talk about, though, is the little people in the film. Oh, uh, yeah. Also in brownface. Led by Martin Kleber's Marut. Uh, Martin Kleber, of course, you will recognize from Pirates of the Caribbean. They got actors in this thing that I don't know how they did that. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, they must have known someone, but... It's very strange. And the film is a, a horror comedy. And at one point, I thought maybe it's a satire. Maybe they're really satirizing these kinds of people. Yeah, I, I kind of hoped so. But I don't think it is. Maybe that's how they sold it to the actors. I think they would have had to do that. And I'm not surprised that they couldn't actually get a Middle Eastern person for the role of Bob. But they've got uh, Asaf Cohen as Hamar, the guy who gets tortured that's true and they've got Pej Vadat as uh, Romeo Romeo I don't know and of course Azita Ganizada as Zara or Jara I don't know I suck at names yeah that's a that's another interesting scene she's um she plays yeah Zara who's um part of Bob's uh harem which is weird because that's not an Islamic thing yeah it's not. It was such a weird thing because the whole film has this very specific kind of 21st century racism going into it. And then the harem seems like a kind of a 19th century racism. Um, so it was a nice break. It's like a mishmash of Middle Eastern stereotypes. And of course, it's presented as like, oh, these poor women, they're being held captive by this evil misogynistic terrorist scum. But then, of course, they're also like presented as eye candy. Yeah for the audience and of course the moment rip shows up with his like completely busted ass face all the harem girls just want a hot piece of that american pie yeah what kind of band goes around with a whole face <laughs> it shows that he's committed yeah and that yeah so the moment he shows up all the harem women are like oh yay our savior let's kiss him yeah, which is weird. And they also immediately cooperate with this dude, 
even though there are white people working for the terrorist cell, how do they know he's just not another agent? Yeah. <laughs> it must be the leather jacket that gives it away. Him being the good guy. Yeah, I think it's exactly that. Because good people always support the leather industry. Oh no. Oh man. There's also this prejudice against... I don't know, what's the correct term for little people? It's not midget, as they say in the film. It's... No. And I, and I don't think it's dwarf. No. Man, it's really difficult being straight white guys. And talking about <sighs> stuff. Yeah. I just feel like we don't have any authority. <laughs> we don't have any authority. This episode is brought to you by 8 Consecutive Days Without Sleep. Tired of feeling rested? Try 8 Consecutive Days Without Sleep. Shake up your boring routine by wildly oscillating between soaring hysteria and crippling introspective lows. Feel the rush of disembodiment as dreams and reality become intertwined. Try 8 Consecutive Days Without Sleep today. And we haven't even touched on the bull genie oh, yeah. that possesses vampire and turns him into this blue Hulk-like character. I don't know. Yeah. But this bull genie and Marud... Goat genie. Goat, goat genie. genie. It's a goat genie. All right. He looks bullish. Anyway, him and Marud, uh, played by Martin Kleber, they have this weird connection. Yeah. It's very strange. I don't understand it. I think... What they're trying to say is that Arabs are goat fuckers. Is that what they're trying to say? I think say? that's the joke. I think that's the joke. That, you know, this this small Arab guy has fallen in love with a goat genie. Which is... I didn't even pick up on that. I was just like, clearly they love each other, but why? They can never be together. It's forbidden love. And that could have been kind of a really sweet quirky touch to the film yeah i would have been happy if it had just gone like rip and vampire die goat demon and marud just go on a happy little adventure together and find yeah, love in a road that trip. movie that's the movie i want hey listen up dietrich johnston writer and director of this film make that movie yeah that's what the fans want yeah both of them <laughs> although I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Yeah, it's very strange. Have you checked out the Facebook uh, page for this movie? I'd, I was not aware that there was a Facebook page. For this this is the only way I could find reviews on this film because the only reviews I found were for another f Bloodshot from the same time and for one coming out in 2017. Right, yeah, the I think the uh, superhero movie Bloodshot. Yeah, I don't know. One word. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, so I went on the Facebook group and look at it probably closed down in like 2014 or something. The last post was from then. But it's mainly reporting on crimes that the Islamic State have perpetrated. And do you think these people think that if they put that on the Facebook group that Nasi will once again rise from his American flag coffin? Yes. To take down ISIS. Yes. I also feel like Nasi, in death, when he loses the pointy ears and the fangs, he's just a giant bald guy in a black suit, which matches the description of the men in black 
to a T. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have eyebrows. He doesn't have body hair. And he's like very pale. He's completely smooth. Yeah. Slippery. Oh, <laughs> uh, and considering his relationship with Rip, slippery is what he wants to be. Oh yeah, rippery slippery. <laughs> oh, okay. I found it very funny that this uh, Islamic state they use camels to get around, but they're building a nuclear bomb. Yeah, I mean there are a bunch of really fucking weird things. Do they take? Do they, they do shots at one point in the movie? Yeah, they they sort of do a toast to their god. But that is so fucking haram, guys. Yeah, but Bob is clearly a white man pretending to be a, a Middle <laughs> Eastern, so he might not even know. That's that's my rating for this movie. Absolutely haram. <laughs> um. Well, I was going to suggest that we rate it out of thousands of demons possessing your body, but Haram is a good rating, I guess. Uh, we, could, I, uh, we, could do, we could do that other rating. This is my, like, uh, my parental advisory. I'm just saying, guys, this movie... Haram. Absolutely Haram. Okay, good, 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 good. I feel like that's good advice. Okay, well, if I was going to rate this film out of thousands of demons possessing my body and turning me into an unstoppable killing machine, racist killing machine, uh, not killer of racists, just a racist who happens to be unstoppable in killing, I would give it zero demons. <laughs> So, um, you wouldn't become a vampire at all. You'd just still be you. Not for this Drek, no. <laughs> uh, I would give it one sad demon named Donald Trump. You think Donald Trump's a demon? I have no reason not to believe that. So. I think he has a little bit of dementia, but I don't know if he's demonically <laughs> possessed. No, probably not. No one would want to possess that. <laughs> Have I mentioned to you that he's all over China? Oh, right. Yeah, I saw you posted some some pictures of some graffiti and stuff. Not not graffiti. Official walls and shit have just what? picture after picture after caricature of Donald Trump. Ones with him holding stacks of money. Ones with him bossing people around. It's crazy. It's like he's worshipped here. Wait, what? Yeah. This makes no... Because I saw the pictures and I thought it was like a street art mural anti-Donald Trump. No, dude. The like public, the people I've met, love him. I had a student who told me that when she grows up, she wants to be Donald Trump. Oh, boy. But oh, I will say brother. this. Due to the Great Firewall and uh, the Chinese government controlling the media, Chinese people have no idea. No idea what Donald Trump's about. They know that he's a successful hotel owner, and they know he's the president of America. That's it. Wow, yeah. They don't know about the things he says. They don't know about his policies. That's not for them to, to worry about or to deal with. That's the government's problem. That's not for the people. That's really interesting, because, yeah, you would think that, you know, with Donald Trump being a little bit of an easy target, that the Chinese government would hold him up as, as an example of of everything that's wrong with the West. But it's almost like the Chinese government isn't interested in doing that. They they are playing the moral high ground here. How oh, strange. I mean, the people seem happy. They seem like 
the government works fine, so why why question it? Oh boy. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I think that's it for bloodshed. <laughs> oh, Blood sorry. <laughs> shot. Sure, you meant to say shot. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I have to say about that. As always, you can reach me at Fraser Chonji. If you have any thoughts on this film, on any of the future films that we do, or any of the films that we've done, or you've got a suggestion or whatever, you can find me there. Uh, tweet at me, or you can find us at the Facebook page. That's B plus the podcast uh, on Facebook. Um, yeah, please do hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, give us some suggestions. You know, we'd love to do a, a film suggested by the audience. Yeah. Um, because holy shit, man. Wow. This one was bad. This one was bad. Uh, it does re- remind me a bit of a film that I love and that wasn't racist like this was. And probably not at all. Uh, now I'm questioning myself, but Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. <laughs> Wolf Cop is what Bloodshot tried to be. It is a buddy cop film about a werewolf sheriff, but it's, I feel like they pulled it off and I feel like it should be a future episode and it is definitely coming up if I have my way. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, so yeah, reach us on there. And then as always, please remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, we're on most podcasting apps. As far as I know, I haven't found one that we're not on. Uh, you might have to scroll down a little bit because we're not at the top of the name list yet, but we're on there. Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely be able to find it. I mean, if you're listening, you've probably already found it. Yeah, but I mean, if you have to tell someone and always tell someone. Yes. Okay. Yeah, please, please do tell people. Tell 100,000 people, please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And check out the blog. The link is on the Facebook page because the URL is a little bit long as we haven't, uh, I haven't paid for the full domain yet. So as soon as, I don't know, things happen, I'll do that. And then we'll have a domain uh, dedicated to Canis Radio. My travel blog's on there. Uh, Links to all our episodes on iTunes and Stitcher on there, as well as some horror short fiction that I will be releasing. And yeah, as always, you stay scary. Put the spooky jam in your dancing bones. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. That sounds like something that a doctor would say no. No, don't don't put the spooky jam in your dancing bones. <laughs> what is a dancing um. bone? <laughs> Music for today's episode provided by Nurgle Jones. You can check him out at n3rgul.bandcamp.com.